0: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show. It is questions from the audience from the HomeloneExpert.com studios for October 12th, 2020. This will be, I think, I'm going to, it's 11.50. Uh, I'm going to cut it off at 12.30 because usually Gangster Pete and I will record these, usually around like 10.15, 10, 10.20, 10, and then I go for two hours and I feel terribly for Pete. So we just got done recording a sound story, uh, our family interviews, and uh, and the gentleman was great. That was full on entertainment. I feel like I could do a show with him. Yeah, I think he's got some really good stories. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and he was kind of holding back, and it still was blunt. I love doing these things. Every time in the middle of them, I'm sitting there looking across, I'm just like, this is such a—I just love doing these things. But he went—he uh, was quick, relatively speaking, probably only 50 minutes, 45 minutes. And so I said to Pete— Let's do QFTA, and then I'll do another one this week from my house. But the people love Gangster Pete so much that I don't want to do a QFTA just from my house where you're not on it. So, Gangster Pete, because the people love you, here we are for a 40-minute QFTA. Let's do it. All right. Uh, you're always welcome to send in your questions. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Anything. Uh, we've got neurotic stories. We've gotten opinions. We've gotten questions. Anything is welcome. Any topic is welcome. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. It is October 12th, 2020. Uh, we are in the uh, winter of our discontent. Where will the world be a month from now? We shall see. A lot of the questions, of course, focusing on some political elements and also some of the news that has taken place here, sports news, over the last few days with Missouri beating LSU. And with Alex Petrangelo, um, barring a miracle, leaving the Blues as the Blues have signed uh, Tory Krug. So, with that all said, uh, we have some of those questions and some that have come in over the last few days. Probably some erotic stories as well. I am going to start with the fan page questions, but you are welcome to email them at any time. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. What Pete and I are finding, because I'm emailing Pete constantly about is the studio available this day the sound stories are picking up kind of thought they would around the holidays uh sound stories being uh, the name for the business we started uh with the interviews with family members although it doesn't have to be with family members and now we're starting to get some where people are uh setting up interviews where they they and their siblings will come in or get involved on a facetime or zoom and we can do it remotely so it's not like you have to come in and uh and do that as a gift for their families uh, for the holidays. So whether you want to have your parents interviewed, your grandparents interviewed, a grandparent interviewed, a parent interviewed, or you want to do something for your family or for your wife or for your husband or for your kids, your kids for whatever it's it, email me, team Kernan at inside And finally, after doing this thing for what is it now? Almost a year. Uh, we're, we're going to be building out a, uh, a site and app to, uh, Try to streamline this process a little bit better than people just email me. Although, I don't mind it. It's very easy. Just, that way, we book the dates. So anyway, uh, it's Sound Story, and it's something that you can uh, be a part of, and it's perfect for the holidays. And if you just want to give the gift to somebody, we have uh, gift certificates as well, and then they can come in and do it at their convenience after the holiday season. So it's an easy thing to knock out. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Also, Gangster Pete's Merch. Gangster Pete, when do they say the St. Louis Dogs Hats are going to be in? I can't wait to sport them. I'm going to find out tomorrow. They're closed on Monday. InsideSTLShop.com. Pete creates this TMA-related merch, although it's not all TMA-related, at InsideSTLShop.com. And the thing is, he works with guys at St. Louis Style, STL Style, uh, the Vines Brothers, and they just create quality product and have been for a long time as it is so that the shirts are really high, high tier as far as the quality, the design and also the actual shirts and hats themselves. And you can get that at inside stl The home loan expert, Ryan Kelly celebrating his birthday yesterday. Pete and I are recording this on October 12th, 2020. Ryan Kelly celebrating his birthday yesterday. I talked with Ryan and I uh, wish him a happy birthday. Great guy. And, uh, somebody I did business with and he continues to grow his business. Uh, he is online at the He is our studio sponsors, our studio sponsor. And he's just a great guy. Climbed four mountains in four days to raise money for charities. Tell me all about what he's doing and how he's growing his business and the enthusiasm. It's just like, wow. Now I see why he's so successful. He's just constantly enthusiastic. Ryan Kelly, the First class people. If you're buying a home, you're refinancing, make sure you're doing business with TheHomeLoanExpert.com. I just have to say this, this is for me and Pete, but I, I, I just, I'm basically dormant on Twitter <laughs> and Pete in the middle of the the radio show today, uh, sent me a, because cam was a guest. Cam Jansen was a guest sent me, uh, <laughs> and I just was in the middle of the show. So sometimes I just, I didn't see it. And Pete said, afterwards, you see the picture of cam I sent you. And I go, oh, yeah, I got to look at this thing. And so, uh, it's a picture of Cam in the Ladue News, but the way that the magazine <laughs> is folded, it makes it look like <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gumby or something. Yeah, something is awry <laughs> with his with his arm and the way he's standing. And Phil Maroon, brother of two-time two-time Stanley Cup champion Patty Maroon, uh, tweeted at uh, Biz Nasty uh, <laughs> of spitting chiclets and barstool fame. Hey, Biz Nasty, you think Cam Jansen has a modeling (laughs) career in the near future? With the pose, and Cam, just being Cam, (laughs) responded, the magazine is bet, you fuck. (laughs) And so I I said to Pete, I said, there's going to be my contribution to Twitter for 2020. I'm going to retweet that. And, Pete, I just went to Twitter, and it is being retweeted <laughs> left and right now. The mag- I saw Cam as we were getting ready to record the podcast. I said, hey, I just contributed to Twitter with the magazine's bent, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's its now being, see, Ben Fredrickson, I think, has sent that out to his followers. So that will be <laughs> wonderful, the post is batch audience. Cam's uh, going to have a good afternoon. Oh, yeah, the magazine is bent, you fuck. Uh, it might be the title of a podcast. All right, let me go to the uh, the TMA fan page to make sure I get those. Uh, does the captain, as in Alex Petrangelo, end up regretting not taking the hometown deal because he felt disrespected by Doug Armstrong doing the proper thing and taking care of his hockey team? Interesting in your, interested in your take. Um, here's the thing. We talked a little bit about it on the radio show. Mike Claiborne was on. Cam Jansen, as I just said, was on. We haven't heard Alex Petrangelo's side of the story yet. Anytime a player leaves, I think anytime a player leaves a market, uh, especially when he is a favorite, in this case the first member of the Blues to ever touch the Stanley Cup and uh, wearing the Blue Note sweater, the player is is the bad guy, and especially if the team makes it clear that they were doing everything they could to keep him, And then the player leaves. So then the players, and and this isn't a shot at the blues or the Cardinals or any other organization. I'm just saying, this is the way that it winds up working. Oh, so-and-so left. He's greedy. The tough thing for the player is I'm sure Alex Petrangelo, which we haven't heard yet, would love to tell his side of the story, but whenever he meets with the media and I gather it's going to be Las Vegas, who knows by the time you're listening to it, he might sign with somebody else. It sounds like it's going to be Las Vegas. He can't, Spend time talking about what happened with the Blues, because then the Vegas fans and the organization that just gave him tens of millions of dollars will be like, "Man, he doesn't really want to be here." It's like I I interviewed Tino Martinez after the Cardinals signed him, and he was still talking about the Yankees as we. And I asked him about it. I said, "Oh, you just call them we. Do you still view yourself?" And he goes, "Well, no. I was on the team then." And I was like, "Oh, this guy's a kind of Banty. This is already that's off to a bad start." And it, and it did wind up being a poor experience throughout the time he was here. So you can't. You're in a no-win spot, and the organization can frame it. I don't know. It doesn't mean that he was wrong. The thing that I'm so enamored with this Petrangelo negotiation, way more so than other negotiations, Pete, because I feel like at least the way it's represented is they both wanted to get it done. So I'm really curious as to what happened. Um, Do you have any strong feeling on this one way or the other?
1: I mean, I think the Blues just probably came with an offer that was lower than what he wanted. So then he played his hand, and then the Blues couldn't wait and sit around. Right. So, I mean, I love Petro, and I wish he was still going to be on the team, but I think the Blues did a good job of getting a replacement, and then they have a little extra money to play with now, too. So, I mean, I'm good
0: with the move, but uh, I am interested to find out what happened. I am just n- I'm just not on board with I just, I am not on board with monster contracts that can hamstring yeah. organizations. I'm just not at the same time, for example with the Cardinals, um I don't know how you can play in the free agency game if you're not willing to go, okay? We're just going to have this guy who's going to sit on our bench for the final two or three years of his deal, but that's but we're going to pay for the first four or five years. I don't I just I feel like with this one it was pretty clear that they both wanted to get something done but maybe they didn't i don't know and it's just one of those things and so what winds up happening is a narrative is formed and it might not be accurate and so that i guess is how i would describe it i I, i'm i'm sympathetic to petrangelo's spot just because we don't know his side of the story uh i do like that doug armstrong goes okay we tried i mean at least that's how they're saying it now again maybe petrangelo's go that's not accurate But they tried. They tried leading into the deadline the night before. And then it got to a point where it's like, okay, we're not going to wait around. We can't. They're always, and that's the thing with the Blues, that I just don't feel like with the Cardinals at this moment. It's not because the Blues won the Cup last year. Even when it doesn't work out, they're firing bullets. um, And just trying to improve. And just uh, the, the Cardinals not replacing Marcelo Zuna from one of the worst offenses the organization has taken to the postseason while still having great pitching. Um, and having Yadier Molina potentially in his last year as a Cardinal will always confuse me. That was my holy shit moment. I don't know what, and that's why, you know, before the pandemic started, I was going to sit down with John Mozelak, and whether it be on the record or off the record, ideally I could just have an understanding of what they were thinking. Because to go into the season with that outfield, Um, to me, and and that lineup is indefensible. The Blues, okay, well, we're about to lose our captain. We're about to lose one of the best defensemen in the league. We tried. It's not going to work out. Fine. We got to move on. We got to replace that. At least try to replace 90% of it. So I support that. I'd love to know what really happened. Some people have said Petrangelo's agency is uh, infamous. Uh, Actually, I think uh, I got this right here. Yeah. Yeah. Braden Shen used to be rep by Newport and this is from a different email and was trying to stay here uh, but Newport was playing hardball so he fired them and a couple days later he signed his extension. Jaden Schwartz was Are you aware of this? You're shaking your head. I didn't I wasn't familiar with this. No, I didn't know it. Was rep by Newport up until a couple weeks ago. Why he changed, I don't know, but he and Shen are close so that might have something to do with it. Vince Dunn is the only player on the roster that's rep by Newport so we'll see how that plays out. All this info is out there, so I'm not speculating about Newport. I do believe Petro wanted to stay here or wants to stay here, and Army wants to keep him. For some reason, I'm speculating here, but it feels like there's bad blood between Newport and Army. I feel like Army's public comments are meant to push Petro to maybe fire the agent or to take whatever the deal they offered and force his hand. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but in talking to other hockey nerds like myself, we all agree this just doesn't feel right. I mean, do you remember any GM in any sport being so open about if the player picks up the phone and calls and they try to make it work? Maybe there's been some, but I can't think of any. Anyhow, thanks for taking the time to read my uh, LACQU. Is this liquor? Liquor? (laughs) Liquor? High thoughts. That's from uh, Eric. Um yeah, that's a that's an interesting element to it, and yeah, Armstrong does say you know we'd still look at it if it's I don't know maybe there is something to that. Uh, hey, how is the cat doing? Miss hearing him every morning. Thanks, that's from David. Uh, that's on the TMA fan page. I text with the cat almost daily, um, so the cat is well. Um, and as I I think I've said every week ever since the cat has been gone and the Plowhawk for that matter, you never know.
1: Yeah, I talked to the cat on Friday. He's doing good. Yeah,
0: um, you never know. I don't know. I don't know. I, and when I say that, it's not like a deep tease to let me, you know, I mean, it's just, it's truly, it's a truly a situation. You never know. I don't know. And, and it's not a, uh, as Pete knows. It's, it's not a, uh, it's not, it's not like there's something going on. It's just a case of, you never know. I don't know. I, I may be on my, I might be, I might be on my way, you know, doing something else. Um, so you never know. Um, but uh, I text with the cat. On a regular basis, almost daily basis. Uh, Let's see. Golf course question. Are there places in St. Louis you'd like to play that you haven't yet, or you'd like to play more? I enjoy playing Fox Run, at least in part due to the overall atmosphere while on the course, but have only been on there a couple of times. Are you a fan? Uh, Fox Run, since this person asked the question, is... Um, I don't know if I would say it's my favorite course, but it is certainly one of my favorite courses in St. Louis. And I hadn't played it all year, Pete, up until this past Friday. And it was a spot where I thought I was going to have like a half hour, 45 minute call. The call wound up going 90 minutes, which was a great thing. It was a great call. May have been one of the most important phone calls of my life. Um, but it, 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 it the tea time was at one and I was like, oh, Oh, the call—it's one o'clock. So I texted my buddy, and I said, "I'm not—you know—I'm I mean, still at my place. It's going to be—you know—I'm just not going to be able to make the one thirty tee time." And he's like, "Well, we kind of got a game, and so you know, if you can't make it, you can't like—oh, oh shit! I guess I got to get my ass out there." So I get out there. They had teed off, and so I'm meeting him on the second hole, and I'm coming in <laughs> just so cold, and it's a game, and I'm just awful, and it sucks because I'm fucking terrible. I mean, just played. Horribly. And I hate it because a, I was on a team and I know I might've been the lowest handicap and I must've, I mean, if I would have been keeping track of my score, not playing a game, it would have been, I don't know, nineties for sure. Uh, for sure. Kind of got it all right on the back, but still shot 42. I did start tracking my score. Um, once I was playing a full nine, but still was not, not good. And I love that course. Have you played it?
1: No, I haven't. I actually had a chance to play it recently, and then uh, we had stuff scheduled already, so I, I couldn't play. Oh,
0: so good! I mean, and and if you want to play from the absolute back, you're playing one of the longest courses you're going to find. I mean, that thing is it's built to host major tournaments, and it did host LPGA event. Um, uh, I I don't, and I think about it, why I like the course. Uh, and I mean, it's certainly more open than Westboro. So anytime I have the chance to kind of feel like I can hit driver and have some sort of, you know, ability to to take that out and not really worry about it. That's not but still it's challenging. Um hills undulations um I just played really poorly that that bothers me. Pete, we played westboro last week. I'm That's curious right. what you thought.
1: Uh I like it. It's uh, it's narrow. I wish my game was in better shape when I played it. But You're uh back Yeah, I will get back out there. I I need to get to the range man. I'm I'm hitting the ball like
0: garbage right now. What's going on? What do you think the problem is? I, talk I don't this?
1: know. It's probably something real small. I just need to go to the range and get get back. Like, you, I play the best golf, when I have, like, one swing thought. And right now, I don't even know what my swing sh- thought should be. It's just a complete mess. So, yeah. I need to get it straightened out. I'm, uh, I've am i had some mis- – last couple of rounds have just been
0: miserable. Yeah, it's tilting when it's not going. I mean, that was brutal. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, this game that we're playing, you know, it's – yeah. I mean, it's, again, I don't want to make it sound like it's for thousands of dollars, or like that, but it's, it's, you know, it's legitimate stakes. And then they're like, Oh, okay, we'll take Tim. I'm sure they divided this up before we got there. And I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I probably was one of the lower handicaps of the people. And I was just, I mean, I was easily the worst player easily. And the two guys I'm playing with, I don't know. And they got to be like, what, what is this? You know, it's just like a, inside job, like you're going to bring this guy out here and he's just going to, I mean, it was terrible. I lost four balls in the first three holes. (laughs) It was just, it was so embarrassing. It was rushed. And it's a course I love. And then I'm just, I mean, I'm a a shell of myself. Now I'm in the middle of changing my swing. And I, when it's right, it's nuts how good it goes. But, you know, when you're doing that, inevitably you're going to take some steps backwards. So my handicap's gone up from four, three to five, seven, I think and it's going to keep going up, and it's just the way that it is, but the goal is to, to get you know get it lower than the 4-3, so that's why I'm, I've made the uh, changes. But it's here. Are there any places in St. Louis you like to play that you haven't yet? Never played St. Louis Country Club. Don't know when that invite's going to be coming. I don't even know if I know anybody who's a member there. Um, Probably a lot of listeners. I would imagine everybody listening to the podcast, they're playing it throughout the men's card room right now uh pete anywhere that uh for you i've been i'd really like a shot play. at Bell reeve
1: i mean i spent a whole week out there for the pga Championship. you have played or you
0: you have i haven't so okay. i'd really like
1: to play it and then uh like just a lot of the private clubs old warson St. Louis country club lots lots of courses that yeah I just
0: haven't had the opportunity to play uh i've been lucky to play first time ever Boone this year um so yeah saint louis country club but it's not like i'm like i gotta play saint louis country <laughs> club i just you know um There are just some courses I really enjoy playing and it's good. I mean, once you, once you're at a place and for me, it's just all about, I'm so, I live so close that I just, I don't go anywhere else. And there is, there really is. I mean, it's an obvious statement, but when you're, when you're not as familiar with a course, how much that increases the challenge. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm at a point now where I know on a green, you know, exactly where the ball is going to go. It doesn't mean I execute it, but I mean, I'm at a point where like, okay, I need to leave the ball 10 yards short here if I can. So I have an uphill, uphill putt. I'm finding the greens at, at Fox Run. And, you know, it's like, oh crap, I didn't realize that's going to cause this or that. Played Greenbrier last week. You ever played that? No, I haven't. I have to tell you something. I played it twice before. And for whatever reason, in my mind, I was like, ah, I don't really like the course. And I get it, there are a couple holes, you know, people don't like because they're blind holes, two and four, maybe. Um, but there really are some. Good holes there too, and it's a great club. I know a lot of people from like high school and in college who are members there, and it's a it's a it's a great group of people too. So that was a really fun round. I like the course um, as well. It is crazy
1: how much more comfortable you are when you played that course a lot. Like there's a few courses I've played a lot, like Far Oaks and Gateway and the Legends, and it's just you just feel differently
0: when you're out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, it's a totally diff- a totally different thing. And to get out of a car, I'm used to because Westboro doesn't have a range. Right. So I'm used to it, but it was just a different deal. I'm playing with four people, I guess. I didn't know it was a six. Of them. uh, and one guy I've known forever, great guy. And I'm just like, oh, this is, and I'm just, and I'm just awful, you know, <laughs> and I'm not really focused on it. Cause I'm coming off this, you know, call and, uh, just drove, like got out here as quickly as I could. So anyway, I love, but to answer the question, Fox run is an outstanding course. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Um, and more golf questions in your experience. Is it true that taking a few lessons brings some rather quick improvement to one's golf game? Never worked with anyone, but I've always heard that you tend to see some results right away. Yes. Depending on where you are in your golf game. So if you are, I don't even know where to put the number. Most people probably who would have immediate positive effect probably don't have a handicap, like a real handicap with the United States Golf Association, which anybody can get, by the way, you don't have to be a member of a country club to get it. Um, because you're going to get a swing thought and you're doing something wrong that is immediately going to help you probably hit the golf ball better. The thing that I have noticed and actually was talking about, I'm curious on this, Pete, uh, after the guys I played with at Greenbrier, just super fun round. Um, this guy wound up just stumbling upon, uh, a Greg Norman putting clinic. I know it sounds weird. How do you stumble upon that long story, but either way. And I started texting with Skip Berkmeyer about this. Norman says the biggest mistake amateurs make on their putting, because that's where you're going to make up strokes once you get to a certain point. And that's why I'm fucking horrible around the green, horrible I can't imagine there are too many people in the area who, who are, you know, lower than a five handicap who are worse around the green than me. I I really can't. Uh, and Norman said the amateurs take too big of a backstroke, putting, and I definitely take a big backstroke putting. And he said the key is the smaller backstroke. So I was texting him with Skip Bodies. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I don't. I don't know about that. He goes, I would maybe loosen your grip a little bit. But I have found when I do take the, I just got to get the speed right. But the ball absolutely stays on line when I just take a short. Yep. Which obviously it stands to reason as to why. Do you take a long backstroke? What's your uh, move? When I am comfortable and I am putting well.
1: I don't, and then there's less margin for error. And then I notice when I'm not comfortable and I'm not putting well, I, I'll be in my head. Don't take it back so far, and I still will yeah. because I feel like I need to to get it there, or whatever. And I put worse, so I believe there's something to that. But I mean, I, I kind of think putting's a real personal thing.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I really do. I don't think there is a like. I don't. I don't. I still don't. I'm getting there with the new move. Think there is a a right way to put. I do think there is a right way to hit the golf ball if right you with your irons hit the ball the right way i don't there's different ways changing. to get there right but a right way to hit it so yeah. so that's what i was going with this answer to d'angelo hopkins who asked the question for me right now i am in the middle of changing my swing because of lessons and so i am my score is going up and i just i, I and that's why i did it at the end of the year Um, because I was just resigned to, I know it's going to happen. I know I'm going to change and it's going to be a few steps backward. And I didn't want to do that in the middle of like June. So I did it at the end of the year and it's a little frustrating to go out. I don't know when the last time I broke 80 is actually, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, but it wasn't like, it was like a 72, it was like a 79 or 78. It's just, it's just off, but I certainly see the progress and, um, and so it's worth it to me. For somebody who's like a 30 handicap or 20 handicap, I would imagine you would see positive results right away. The reason I bring up the putting thing is that's, to me, putting and chipping where you make up your strokes. The thing that got me to a 4-3 without really hitting the golf ball, and by that I mean not compressing it, kind of scooping or my point of impact my hands are like reaching up, adding loft as opposed to like the, the proper angle where the club shaft is ahead of the ball and you hit the ball, then the ground. So the divots ahead of you, uh, I made a bit, my big stride this year was pitching. And by that, I mean, shots a hundred yards in, uh, I wouldn't be up and down by any means on a regular basis, but I would certainly be on in regulation if I had that opportunity. Or if I was 80 yards out, you know, I'd be in a spot where I hit this shot was like, okay, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so that, that was the big stride I made, but putting and chipping is, that's where, you know, that's, that's where you make up your strokes, but what do people do? They go to the driving range and yeah, you know, it's fun to hit driver and all of that, but how many times realistically on a golf course, you're going to hit driver or should you hit driver? It's course by course thing, but you know, I don't know, max 12, uh, how many times are you going to putt? you know, if you're a, you know, double digit handicap, it's going to be most likely thirty three plus times how many times are you gonna chip? Well, you're not gonna be on a regulation more than a third of the time. So you're gonna be chipping and pitching two thirds of the time. So you gotta be good with your wedges. But people just grab their driver and bomb or, you know, just like, okay, I'll hit my five iron. Well, how many times are you hit a five iron around? So it's 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 one of those things you start thinking through things, which is usually a that's one of the things that like skip, I use him as an example, He's one of the best amateur players in St. Louis history and how he thinks through the golf course. Now I'm at a point where, like, okay, the pin's over there, so I got to make sure I'm aiming over here so I don't short-side myself. It's very basic shit, uh, but it matters. It, it absolutely matters. Now, of course, you have to get to a point where you know where you're hitting the ball in order to be able to do it, and it's not like I can do that on a regular basis, but it's certainly you want to you reduce your misses and go, okay, I'm going to take double bogey out of play. Part of scoring in golf is not necessarily going, oh, I birdied this one. It's that I didn't double bogey that one, and it's it's that it's just a way of thinking. Uh, Hey, James Carlton has some exciting news to share for the St. Louis area. State Farm has filed a rate decrease with the state of Missouri, and James is confident that State Farm will have the best pricing that he's seen in 12 years and perhaps in their history, meaning there's never been a better time for our listeners to take a look if they're not currently with State Farm. And the good news isn't just for those looking to change their coverage. Current customers will be seeing big reductions in their renewals as well. James Carlton at carltoninsurance.net, 314 961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. New sponsor here on the Tim McKernan Show, Munganess St. Louis Acura, where precision meets performance, conveniently located a half mile west of 270 at the corner of Manchester and Mason, St. Louis Acura. Come see why we are better than ever, or visit our Alton Toyota store to see why our new lineup is turning heads, located at 850 East Homer Adams Parkway in Alton, Illinois. That is where I just got my car. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, they worked with me and were so impressive. And I love, I've gotten emails from people already going, I have made the switch. I am getting cars from Munganast. Thank you for supporting the sponsors. Uh, St. Louis Acura or Alton Toyota. Uh, And a large selection of over 200 pre-owned cars. Anything and everything you would want. Munganast, a great sponsor here. Of the Tim McKernan Show. All right. We have answered, I believe. Well, no, no. Maybe we've got a couple more questions on the fan page before I flip to email. And I've got 12 minutes before I cut it off for uh, Gangster Pete purposes here. Uh, Let's see. All right. This one. These were just sent in. Um, Boy, we're getting a lot of them. Uh, Let's see. This Okay, this is about Mizzou, and I wanted to ask you about it because I know you're a huge Mizzou fan. Hey, Tim. This past weekend, I was going to go for a walk. But then I got an alert about Mizzou's flea flicker touchdown early and stopped what I was doing to watch the whole game. Gabe Diarman no longer has Twitter, but he does have a live stream with commentary and a sponsor for it all throughout the game that was great, and I even hung around for his post-game show, also sponsored. I can't remember the last time I sought out more game information during and after a Mizzou game. Maybe the Chase Daniel era? Certainly not Odom. It's just so refreshing to have excitement down in Como again. And that drink social media usage, especially the video when they got rake straw to commit is actually leading to success on the field. I know it's just one game, but damn, does it feel good? Hashtag Truman up. That's from R in the Midwest. Gangster Pete, you probably share his feelings. Yeah.
1: Like, like my boy, Eli said, nobody circles the wagons like Mizzou. (laughs) Uh, My buddy and I, Same same thing. We actually were listening to Gabe's post game show after the game. Like we were so excited, we just couldn't get enough content. I saw that uh, Mizzou's Instagram uh, following among all college bases was like number three in the country uh, this weekend. Well, so uh, I mean, it it was totally unexpected. I think that the play calling was fantastic. It was so different than just throwing it into the flat and then running it up the middle like Dooley was doing. So uh, I'm excited to like get. Get his guys in here and see what we can do. And now that win changes your whole perspective on the season. Like, now it's kind of fun. Like, you got to win. You get to 2-2 two and two next week. I mean, I'm still not expecting great things. I mean, I think LSU's defense is garbage. But uh, it's fun and it's exciting. And I I think we got a, a bright future, and that that makes me feel good.
0: Uh, so I, t- to be able to get a win like that, like when you looked at that schedule, I mean, if you said they were one and two, you'd be like, oh, they got ten- they somehow yeah. got Tennessee and Knoxville. Yeah. Well, that's good. I guess Tennessee's down again. Um, and now having seen three weeks of football, now that was the first time I saw a snap of LSU football this year. Um, LSU might not win five games this <laughs> yeah. year. And that's an important thing here, but are in the Midwest's email your enthusiasm the enthusiasm on social media that stuff matters and so in that sense i think it is a great break for missouri that they played lsu before it became clear that they've got a real problem on yeah. their hands there this year a real and it might get <laughs> might get even worse you I mean, get a win over a ranked week.
1: opponent that won't be ranked anymore
0: uh, so yes i mean it's it's but for listen the i i'm I'm actually shocked by it because I'm sitting there watching. I'm going, well, "This is great, they beat them." But this is, I mean, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't really LSU. You know, this is like Alabama with Mike Dubose, or you know, <laughs> uh, whatever the Shula was that was coaching Alabama. I mean, this isn't Nick Saban. You know, this is just a, it, it's. I didn't. I don't have the enthusiasm isolated in on that game because I know that the, the when you talk about hypersensitive, it's uh, it's it's Missouri booster guy. And this is coming from Missouri fan, uh, so you can't like you can't like downplay the win without it getting a, a, a hatred. I'm not downplaying this. A LSU's defense had nothing to do with a stop on the one yard line with the game on the line, first and goal at the one. That wasn't Bo Pelini. That wasn't their defense. And that was an offense that is full of talent and did move the football and they stopped them.
1: I was having flashbacks to your basement. With, with the Kentucky game.
0: Yep. I was thinking the same thing, Pete. I have to tell you, though, once they screwed up their first play and didn't call timeout, yep. they backed themselves in on what their play calls had to be. Right. Uh, so that's not Bo Pelini. That's Ed Orgeron. And I think there are some people who are kind of like, oh, Orgeron might have had some circumstances last year that maybe makes him look a little bit better, and you could have a Gene Chizik, uh situation developing in Baton Rouge. With that said, uh, that th- 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 what they did there to stop that, you know, on, on four straight plays, that's incredible. That that matters. Secondarily, from a recruiting standpoint, you have a signature win. Perception-wise, he can go say, we beat LSU. We beat the defending national champions in my third game. And they're probably going to win, um, I don't know, they, they may win more games than LSU this year. Uh, because certainly the schedule. I mean, listen, they still have Florida and they still have Georgia, but you know, relative to what they had the first three games, it's a different different ball game now. Uh, Mississippi State looks a hell of a lot different now. Now that you've seen what they <laughs> yeah. how they scored the points they did and what they've done done in the two weeks since with Arkansas and Kentucky, that looks winnable. Arkansas looks better, but can Missouri beat them? Sure. Uh, South Carolina certainly winnable. Vanderbilt, you would God that would be horrifying if they took a step back and lost to Vanderbilt this week again. So. To to look at the and the Kentucky, so to look at it, you go, wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they if they go, what would it be? Ten game season,
1: six yep. and four. Oh wow, six and four would be beyond my wildest expectations. I mean, I, I
0: that's the thing, and that's and my thing with Drinkwitz is this, and I was having a conversation, it was the same conversation where I had the Greg Norman thing it was after my round at Greenbrier, uh, with some guys. I said, here's what I think about Drinkwitz, and I guess it's a good problem to have. I either think it's just a lot of smoke and no fire, or I think he will build something and then be gone. And you kind of go, well, that's kind of the nature of the beast. And it's it's like, what can you do? Gary Pinkle was just an outlier personality uh, that if he did build something and he believed he did, I didn't think he would, uh, or he believed he would, I didn't think he would, that he would stick around. And he did. And then he stuck around. I don't see that with Eli Drinkwitz. But by the way, what are we going to like, chastise him for ambition? I mean, Missouri is not a top-tier job. I'd like to think someday it could be. I certainly think it could be. Uh, I don't settle as a Missouri fan. That's um, something the Missouri fans oftentimes will argue about. I think Missouri can be a premier program. I truly believe that, and it has shown that at times over the last 13 years. Um, But I just think what will wind up happening is he he will— go somewhere else and now he is on the map just like that one afternoon he is on the map and assuming that they can get to around five wins this year with what he inherited that will give him equity going into next year and if he can get something going next year that's the kind of thing where you might go oh well yeah we had two years of him and now he is replacing Dan Mullen at Florida or something like that I mean that's 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 the trajectory so either way whether LSU is bad or LSU is good to beat LSU I never saw it coming the other thing that is just you know in a way it's kind of double edged on this they have a quarterback yeah that's exciting that is exciting and I didn't I didn't see that coming it also makes me wonder what the hell was going on in camp that he wasn't the starter <laughs> that's what Doesn't, I was asking
1: that's what I was asking my boys like how did he not win the yeah. starting job in camp
0: because when I looked at Missouri and I loved Tennessee against Missouri for example it was based on their quarterback yeah. play, but I mean, it wasn't, Yeah, I, mean, I know they're playing Alabama and that's what I'm basing it off of. Cause that was the only game to base it off of, but it looked, it looked incompetent. Uh, and then this was a different deal. Now don't get me wrong. LSU just had monster missed assignments that gave him free touchdown, <laughs> yeah. but there also were plenty of other plays where he didn't and he got it done. So that is, that is super encouraging. I was um, most
1: impressed with his poise. Like he, he didn't, really look, was. he didn't look shook.
0: At all back there. Watched him talking after the game, and it's just, you know he's a leader, and that's that that that's exciting to me. Uh, but the bottom line is, from a recruiting standpoint, then also getting a fan base excited. And while for me personally, I'm like, okay, it, you know, it's LSU, but it's it's you know, it's like if you would have told me 20 years ago that Missouri was beating Tennessee on a regular basis, I'd go, what? <laughs> no possible way. And it's like, okay, well, this is I've been Tennessee, a Peyton Manning and T. Right. Martin. So, this is LSU. It just happened really quickly. This is LSU with a, the, the roster churn with the NFL, and some guys were just like, yeah, well, this is a joke, and we're not going to play this year. LSU lost its roster. But still, the offense was the offense that put up all of those points, and they were at first and goal at the one, and Missouri stopped them. And that had nothing to do with LSU's defense being an absolute cluster. Uh, all right, one more, and then uh, free gangster Pete. So, I didn't even go into my save. These are all brand new. Uh oh God. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, why do you make fun of the soft media in St. Louis, but then get DeWitt or Mo on and kiss their ass? You do. This is great. I finally got one. <laughs> yes. Uh, you do go after them, except when you are playing grab ass with Mo during the interview. Uh great email. I gotta. This this is. I I don't know if this is like. <laughs> is, that, uh, this, is, is this the this guy is, we is, talked is, to is, on the is, phone is, the other is day? Is this performance art or is it real? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when the last time John Mazalok has been on the show. Um, I know it wasn't in 2020, so I don't know what he's angry about. Um, but then at the same time, I'm not sure it's a real... It's, I'm not sure it's a real email. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to... Do yeah, yeah re- this guy's... Oh, it's a fake. It's a burner. It's a burner on the fan page. Chicken shit. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he sent it in via email, but it's a, it's a burn. It's one of the guys who doesn't use his real picture. Um, dog avatar, actually in this case, gorilla avatar. What a world, but either way, um, yeah, I mean, listen, if we would have had John Mazzaloc or Bill DeWitt on, uh, and we, you know, screwed around, I would, but I mean, they haven't been on like in 2020. (laughs) So I don't know what, I don't know what to say. The premise is built on, you know, I don't know, but I mean, and then on top of it, you you use a burner account. So, <laughs> you you're, so you're, you're attacking me ago. for being a coward, and you're using a burner account, and then you're attacking me for being a coward on an interview, and I don't even know when the fuck the interview would be because <laughs> I haven't interviewed either one of them in 2020. I I was looking, I was so looking forward to interview, interviewing uh, John Mazzaloc, uh at spring training. I couldn't wait because I wanted to ask him the question. And I was gonna say, listen, before we get going, so I have an understanding, I gotta ask, what what's going on with this offense? Because this is this is a problem here, and you lose Ozuna and you didn't replace him, and this outfield is I mean, is Dylan Carlson the second coming of Albert Pools, and we just don't know it? What are you guys doing? And now the season's over, and granted it's an outlier season, but still, why did the Cardinals fail their offense, in particular their outfield? And it just was kind of like what are you? I don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what they're doing. So I was going to ask that question, Fake Craig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sweet gorilla avatar. Anyway, um, I guess for politics, it's going to be me talking to myself because I told Gangster Pete I wouldn't keep him past twelve thirty, and we have reached the witching hour. Uh, Design Air Heating and Cooling is a great sponsor of this podcast. We are very grateful for Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Design Air is doing this for uh, first responders here in this. Uh, year that has been oh so chaotic. So teachers, nurses, doctors, law enforcement, and firefighters, free furnace tune-up to make sure your heating system is operating safely this winter. No strings attached. No other purchase necessary. Design Air just wants to thank all of these frontline workers for their extraordinary efforts in 2020. To schedule your free tune-up or to get more information about the rebate, please visit Service. Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show. And I am an incredibly happy Design Air Heating and Cooling client. And also Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Mark Hanna is online at evergreenstl.com. Give him a call, 314-889-0503. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark helps everyday people Every day. And as the year starts to come to a close, you want to make sure you are organized. That's what he helps you do. That's what he helps you do. He helps you put together a plan. 314 889 0503 or go online at evergreensTL.com. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And finally, Jim Rogers of Restoration One, Restoration One of CentralSaintLouis.com. That is the address, Restoration, the number one of Central Saint Louis.com. or give him a call immediately. Anytime you have damage to your home, water in your basement, something is awry, they come over and they fix it up and you have a repair immediately until the full-time fix can be put in. But it stops the damage. When I had water in my basement, he was over immediately, dried it up, cleaned it up, and then began setting up the systems that would make sure that anytime we had rain, it would not destroy our basement until we could get a permanent fix. Uh, which we did with Stratum Structural Systems, stratumrepair.com, Restoration One of Central St. Louis, column 314 888 1962. Jim Rogers, Restoration One of Central St. com. That is the web address. All right, we will shut this version down, but I will do another one because uh, I know I have a bunch of questions that I haven't gotten to yet. And another one just came in. I see one is titled Bill Burr SNL Cancel Culture. Oh, that should be good. That should be did, a good one. Did you watch it? I did. Uh... I did. I did. I, did, I, I
1: watched the uh, the
0: opening monologue. Yes,
1: I loved it. I thought it was, that was classic Bill Burr, though. That's, right. That's, that's and, and if I you watch like kind of stand his out. I,
0: I almost think like he did it uh, intentionally. I think he did for sure. Like that's why it was disjointed because he's like he was debating whether or not to do it, or right. he was doing material that wasn't approved. I'm sure there's been there were articles about it. I saw one, but yeah. I, I think I did read one on Vulture. I've um, read but a I wonder, it. But I I'm kind of like yeah. You know what? Everybody everybody's fair game. This is kind of the deal. Especially you know? for a comedian.
1: It's what comedians do, man. It's just it really you know. kind of sets me but. but
0: I but I think I also think part of it makes it look like it wasn't as well received because the band right. you can't see they, the band they, reacting cuz they have I masks I kept looking on at the band because and they can't do anything see if they're laughing they or not. They can't do anything. Yeah. And yeah, I th- I, I'd be curious. I don't know if he's done an interview to talk about it yet. I know he has a podcast every Monday.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I subscribe to that. And I know Joe will talk about it on his podcast too. I can't wait Rogan. to hear
0: that. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. So, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I have, I'll have plenty. I mean, Loosen I, up, people. I, I will, uh, I'll do uh, another QFTA, whether I record it this afternoon or tomorrow or Wednesday. But I wanted to give the people Gangster Pete. What's up, people? Sup, like Gangster people. Pete. And so I wanted to make sure I got one in with Gangster Pete, but we'll do two this week. Plus, we'll have pick six. And you are now the leader on pick six?
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm hitting a 67% clip. That's pretty
0: strong. I mean, that's 4 weeks <laughs> sample size or three-week sample size. That's not bad. So what does that mean? You're 12 and
1: uh, six or something? 12 and four. Or 12 and six, yeah. yeah. 12 and six. 12 Joe's and six. 11 and seven.
0: Uh, South Southside Seamen are going to be...
1: It's a long season. I have to
0: enjoy this while I can. Yeah, but I mean, I just I come in and look at the spreads when we start doing it. But, hey, I'm, I'm in you don't have me just reading some guy's predictions this year and that's People fine like make that. a $250 donation to you guys. Uh all right, time for us to shut it down. Thank you to Gangster Pete for uh doing a quick version of questions from the audience. Send emails in. I'm going to be doing another one this week uh, whether it be erotic stories, political questions, sports questions. You can email in. Ideally if you're going to attack me though for being a coward, don't have a burner account because your credibility is, is called into question. If you're attacking me for not having the balls to ask John Mazzella, or Bill the wit a question, even though I haven't interviewed them in more than a year. Uh, and you're emailing from a gorilla avatar account. It just makes it, it seems like a double standard. Tim gorilla McKernan boy. at insidestl.com is how you can send the questions And for gangster Pete. I'm Tim McKernan. Thanks for listening to the Tim McKernan show from home loan studios on the inside STL podcast network.
1: Peloton. Let's go this holiday with the right music.